with less than a month until tip-off, it's time to start focusing on Tiger basketball. Plus, who do I love to see lose more than any other fan base? Well, number one's pretty obvious, but what about the rest of the top five? All of this and more on a special mailbag edition of Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball each and every weekday. And thanks to our title sponsor, Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So yes, while I am the central commander and scrutinizer of this podcast, I'm nothing if not a benevolent central scrutinizer of this program. So you know what? It's time to open up the mailbag to all of you, the hoi polloi. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always death. And our first question comes from Stacy in St. Joe, Missouri. A rather aggressive tone here saying, Dear Dad. Well, there's a tough start to any letter, but anyway, Dear Dad. <sighs> You say you're a football and basketball podcast, but all you've talked about the last month is football. When are you going to get to the hardwood? Well, you know what, Stacy? I'm going to go ahead and assume this is a dude, Stacy, in this case, but despite your aggressive tone, this is a fair criticism. So you know what? Let's talk some Tiger basketball, and obviously... We got a lot of new things to look at. This is one reason why I haven't spent a ton of time talking about Tiger hoops in the last month or so is because there are so many unknowns. I frankly don't want to just start talking about guys who I haven't seen play in person. I have no idea how they're going to come together as a team. Missouri has five true freshmen, four transfers, Now, that's nine of the 12 guys are, again, five true freshmen and four transfers. That's 75% of the current roster. Of course, you've got the two veterans in Javon Pickett, the senior, the junior, Kobe Brown, and then one guy who's never really played in Jordan Wilmore, the seven-footer. But I will say, despite all of these new faces, as a Tiger basketball fan, I'm not without hope this season at all because... Some of these transfers are very interesting players, and I'm a big fan of at least a couple of the true freshmen as well. So I think as a Missouri fan, I think you have to have realistic expectations here. Now, Conzo Martin, just in the last week or so, had a, a very long statement when he was talking to the media about practice after practice, talking about how Missouri fans have to buy in. They have to be all in on the season. And that means basically showing up. Missouri fans need to do a better job of showing up before things happen, before the magic happens, essentially. And you know what? I don't think that's that unreasonable. Conzo Martin is coming off an NCAA tournament appearance. But you know what? 
realistically, for as much as I agree with Conzo's sentiment, this statement, any kind of statement like this by a head coach, it it, it absolutely does nothing to move the needle. I, it, it, it just doesn't. And the reality is Missouri fans, especially when it comes to basketball in the non-conference portion of the schedule, are very fair weather and they're slow to show up. And to be fair, college basketball doesn't necessarily give their fans a ton of reasons to show up at the arena the first couple months of the season. Missouri's playing a fairly difficult non-conference schedule, but other than a couple exceptions, not exactly a tremendous amount of marquee games at Mizzou Arena the first couple months of the year. But you know what? Missouri fans, in my opinion, for as much crap as they get, Missouri basketball fans know what good basketball is. Now, I don't think I don't think Missouri fans require great basketball, quote-unquote, or X amount of wins. I just think they want good basketball. And that means ball movement. That means team basketball. That means shot making. That means all kinds of different things. Good defense, etc., etc. Quite simply, as a basketball fan, you just know it when you see it. And to be brutally honest, there just hasn't been enough good basketball in NCAA hoops in general the last few seasons. Now, coincidentally, at the last couple Missouri home games for football, I happened to walk by the basketball team, or at least several members, the majority of the team, it seemed like. I recognized a lot of their faces. And one thing I noticed walking by them, you know, I bring this up just as a a sort of control group, a comparison. Well, I'm about six foot seven, and I noticed... Number one, Kobe Brown is every bit six foot eight. Number one, that is not a misprint whatsoever. He actually looks much bigger up next to him than he does on television. But what stood out even more, though, those Missouri guards like Boogie Coleman, some of the new guys, they're very tall. For the most part, other than Anton Brookshire, a kid from Springfield, true freshman, whose offensive game I really like, by the way, also Amari Davis transfer good score from Green Bay apparently other than those two guys who are both about 6'1 or 6'2 basically everybody on the roster the swing guys the forwards with the exception of course of the very large Jordan Wilmore are all between about 6'5 and 6'8 6'9 somewhere in there so what that's going to allow is lots of switching on defense I think that's something that Conzo Martin has been looking to implement for a long time. So I think defensively, he's going to really like a lot of the options on this squad. I think the question is, how does this whole team gel together? One thing that worries me, Mitchell Forty for Power Mizzou pointed out that there's really no true point guard on this roster. Well, I think that remains to be seen, but if that's actually the case... You know, that's a little bit worrisome because with that many new bodies, that many new faces as a part of any offense, it would be nice to have, you know, a true point guard who can just get guys in the right place, get guy the basketball, and get guys the basketball in the spots that they want it. So that's a little bit worrisome, but overall, I think if Missouri just plays with good pace, if they play team basketball, and overall, 
if these guys are just good enough shooters, I think this team might be pretty fun to watch. I have no idea how good they're going to be. I'm not making any predictions whatsoever. Again, I want to actually see these guys play together a few times before I start getting a feel for the overall team. But I'm definitely interested. Let's put it that way. And coming up, yet another challenging email from the audience. Boy, you guys are bringing it hard at the host today. Hey, I like it. I'm good with it. Challenge me. Please, by all means. But but you know what? Before we get there, I do want to tell you about another type of challenge, and that's prize picks. Perhaps you've heard me talk about prize picks so far, but if not, let me tell you some more. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. The leader in college sports daily fantasy, prize picks, offers more college football props than anyone in the market and offers all types of of players from the stars of the Power Five, as well as your lesser-known mid-major guys that may eventually be stars at the next level someday. Perhaps you're just early to the party. But you know what? Use their award-winning app on both the App Store and on Google Play. Entries can be made in less than a minute. It's really that easy. Plus, Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code locked on for your 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, just be sure to use the promo code locked on at prizepicks daily fantasy made easy. And by our title sponsor, and that is rockauto.com. And let's be honest, Most of us aren't exactly car experts these days. Most of us take our cars into the shop, into the dealership, whatever it might be. So when the guy at the counter is asking you, hey, is your your Dodge Ram, is that a Bighorn? Is it a sport model? Is it a Dually? A lot of us don't know the answer to that, to be perfectly honest. So you know what? Take your time and go to rockauto.com instead. Figure out everything you need to know, type in your information, click away into their easy-to-use and navigate website. And guess what? When you do so, you're not only going to save time, you're going to save money as well. So why would you pay up to 30 50 even 100% up for the same parts at a chain store, a car dealership, when you can get them for much less at rockauto.com. So go there right now, see all the parts available for your vehicle, and please write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. And now another listener, Jake from Nashville, Tennessee, writes Well, with all your rosy recollections, of the Missouri-North Texas game defensively. You kind of ignored the second half, didn't you? Wow, once again, people just firing shots at my head today. Brutal. Well, you know what, Jake? Actually, you've got a decent point. I did mostly ignore the second half in my recap yesterday, and frankly, there's a good reason for that. It's because when Missouri got up 41-17, to I was basically saying, you know what? This thing's over. I'm sorry. I'm just going to stop. I, I frankly put away my 
my camera into my pocket. I was no longer filming my all 22 footage because at that point I consider it garbage time. I had seen mostly what I needed to see from Missouri on both sides of the ball at that point. I just assume they're not going to be doing the exact same things perhaps that they might be in a competitive ball game. That's just, especially against a North Texas, that type of opponent. But it is fair to say, it is fair to notice that, yes, in the second half, the Missouri defense suddenly was giving up a lot of touchdowns, weren't they? It was definitely a different different story than in the first half. So, you know what, Jake? A fair point, but again, to my point, I just think the first half told us more of the story, quite honestly. And by the way, just a quick news note here. Chuck, a.k.a. Charles Hicks, who has been on the roster, at least been on campus for about a month or so, I believe, a transfer linebacker from Wyoming. Well, Mr. Hicks is now eligible, effective immediately, according to his social media presence. And, well, this could potentially be some good news for the Tigers. Hicks was, you know, obviously they could use as much help as they can as they can find at linebacker, really anywhere on defense at this point. Not a huge surprise that Hicks didn't play against North Texas this week. His eligibility, I guess he had just found out in the middle of the week. So who knows, perhaps he'll get a full week of practice and maybe get a few reps against Texas A&M. Maybe more likely after the bye week, which is following Texas A&M, then perhaps Hicks will maybe get settled in and maybe see some action for the Tigers. Who knows? And finally coming up, we finally have a question from a listener who isn't hostile toward me. So that's two thumbs up in my book already for that question. But you know what? I'm going to get a little bit hostile towards some fan bases and what what I'm going to dub the Schadenfreude rankings. Who do I as a Missouri fan like to see lose the most? Well, I'll tell you coming up, but first, let's talk about that Missouri betting line this weekend. And the Tigers are eight and a half point underdogs at home against Texas A&M this Saturday at 11 a.m. And of course, well, yeah, the Aggies took down Alabama in the most stunning result of the season so far. So if you're Missouri, you're, you might be thinking, if you're a Missouri fan, you might be thinking, gosh, the Tigers haven't covered all year. How can I take them this Saturday? Well, be careful there because this is the ultimate letdown game spot for the Aggies. As somebody pointed out the last time the Aggies took down the number one team in the country is an unranked squad. Well, that was in 2002. Then the next week, they got their asses whooped pretty good by the Missouri Tigers. So you never know what could happen. But regardless of what you think, you got to go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On, and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts and by sweat block yes the rare two and by podcast this is very exciting for me but you know what else is exciting sweat block because they're doctor created doctor recommended and they work for up to seven days per use let's be honest 
Most of this audience is guys. We as guys, we often have some problem areas for sweating. I'll just put that very euphemistically. I certainly am not alone in that regard. Well, when it's very, very hot outside, maybe you're wearing some light-colored clothing. It's nice to have some confidence and know that you're not going to be a sweaty mess at the tailgate, for instance. So, you know what? I'm letting you in on my little secret. It's sweat block. If you or someone you know is dealing with this type of issue, well, you got to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. And finally, our last question of the mailbag for the day is from Steve in St. Louis who asks, with Missouri now having been in the SEC for about 10 years now, is Kansas still the team that you love to see lose the most? Well, that's a great question, Steve. And obviously, it has been 10 years since Missouri has played a real game against Kansas in either football or basketball. But when it comes to what I'm going to call the Schadenfreude rankings, to me, I'm, I'm actually going to divide Kansas into the two programs because at this point, Kansas hoops still number one for me. If they ever get upset in the NCAA tournament in particular, say they're a one or a two and they get, they get shot down by somebody like, you know, Bucknell, for instance, yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm always, always happy when that happens. Not as happy as when Missouri has a big win, of course, but in terms of Schadenfreude, which is something I don't like to lean into in most aspects of my life, but when it comes to Kansas hoops, well, I will always lean into it there. But you know what? When it comes to KU football, they've become so embarrassingly bad at this point. Don't get me wrong. I love to laugh at their expense like any good Missouri fan, but I have to admit they're not number two for me. Number two right now is actually the Nebraska Cornhuskers football program. I still delight in seeing them lose. I really do, mostly because, well, their fans were always a little bit annoying to me. I'm sorry, just the the golf clap when you would lose 56 to nothing in Lincoln. That that was always tough. That always seemed a little bit condescending. But now they're just this, you know, a classic entitled fan base that is never going to seemingly most of them are never going to realize that the glory days are never coming back. So, I'm sorry with all the beatdowns that they gave us over the years and even more importantly the fact that they were one of the big catalysts in the Big 12 Conference collapsing. Well, I'm always going to enjoy watching Nebraska lose. But if there's somebody who's really close to second, maybe 2B to Nebraska's 2A, well, it's got to be the Texas Longhorns. Because guess what? Speaking of a team that had a lot of responsibility in the Big 12 Conference collapsing, well, it's got to be the Horns, and obviously just with all their advantages, that giant state, that football-obsessed culture, there's just something kind of amusing about Texas not being able to get it together. So again, that's my third one. Then we'll round out the, round, the Mount Rushmore with Kansas football. They've got to be fourth. As much as at this point it feels like you're kicking a dead horse, come on, it's still funny to watch KU rush the field, for instance, after beating an FCS opponent, that's pretty satisfying. Now, 
if there's anybody close on the outside, still Oklahoma, you know, again, back to the Oklahoma, excuse me, back to the Texas and Nebraska argument. They weren't going to be wallflowers. Well, guess what? Stupid Oklahoma, we still like to see you lose. And then finally, the one team in the SEC that I like seeing lose a lot for similar reasons to Nebraska, well, you know who it is. It's the Tennessee Volunteers. I got to say they're probably our biggest rival, at least in football at this point. Just something about Tennessee that annoys me. But if it's not Tennessee, it's got to be Kentucky. But the problem with Kentucky is they're kind of a doormat historically in football. So when they beat Florida like they did this past weekend, I'm actually kind of happy about it. I'd rather see Florida lose than Kentucky. So that proves to me that they're not even close to being on on Tennessee's level, at least when it comes to the Schadenfreude rankings. And once again, thanks for making this show your first listen of the podcast day every day. Now make your second listen locked on the SEC with Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Get all your daily Southeastern Conference news in less than 30 minutes each and every day. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.